When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey, what's back? What is back? Uh, how you guys doing, guys? Y'all doing good? What's back? What's, what's back? back? Yeah, what's I thought up, I'd start with back? I just, yeah. I just thought I'd start with something weird because it's been a long time. That was, that was you weird. are weird. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Welcome back to Starcaster Remarks. We've been on hiatus for about three weeks. Uh, this is the official Dallas Stars podcast of THPN. We are sponsored by DraftKings. Use that promo code THPN next time you are there on the app. To my left is James. To my right is Christian as he's slowly fading off the screen trying to Bye, find Chris. something. And Always I back. am Ryan once again. And somewhere back there, you, if you look in the, the mirror behind James, you can see Cooper back there. He's kind of hanging out off screen there a little bit. But we have got an action-packed show for you. A lot has happened in the three weeks that we've been gone. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Stanley Cup Finals and talk about the Corey Perry curse. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, Norris-level defenseman conversation and what that all entails. And then we're going to get down into the real Dallas Stars stuff here tonight. We're going to talk about Pete DeBoer a little bit. Uh, I released a a Twitter Space episode about a week ago, um, pretty soon after he was hired. Um, Dallas Stars prospects have been racking up the awards at the CHL Awards show, so we'll talk a little bit about that. There's been a couple of minor signings that we'll we'll just kind of briefly mention. We'll talk about uh, Frank Saravelli's article in the Daily Faceoff about Ottinger pots possibly being offer sheeted. What? What? And then, and then uh, James asked if he could do a robo appreciation segment. So we'll also we'll talk a little bit about that too. And then we'll get into our Who Cares segment for the evening as well. I think we're all really excited about this. Can't miss. Tears are gonna flow. Yes, tears are going to flow. Chris and I are going to be arguing out the wazoo, telling each other that, that uh, they're stupid and whatnot. So, anyways, guys, how are y'all doing? Y'all doing okay? I'm great. I didn't have COVID once. Yeah, <laughs> lucky you. 
Yeah, I know. Right, Chris? Yep. Uh, James and Ryan got the vid. We both got in the vid. In June 2020. Imagine. Dude, Couldn't this one sucked. Me. Like, this one, like, uh, really sucked. Yeah. Worse than the first I'm, one. I, For me, I had I a worse variant, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was not fun. It, how long did it last for you, James? Because it lasted like what, three or four days? Uh, three or four days, yeah. See, like for me, it lasted five days. I'm still kind of fatigued from it, but like, yeah, that's the actual, how I was like, too afterwards. Yeah, like for the actual sickness, it sucked. It, <clears throat> like especially that that first day, you know you're getting sick, and then that second day is the absolute worst. I was like, yeah. oh geez, couldn't breathe, had a major headache, sinuses, all sorts of stuff. So I'm glad I'm over that though, because uh, it was not fun having to deal with all that. Anyways, guys, uh, let's get into our first topic for the evening. Um, 2022 Stanley Cup Finals. The Colorado Avalanche are the 2022 Stanley Cup champions. To a little bit of a surprise, I guess you could say. Mm. But based off of the way Not they really. played and the, the, the especially the injuries that uh, Tampa Bay especially went through, I guess it's not really all that surprising. Did, were y'all able to catch any of the Stanley Cup final? Yeah, I watched it. I watched a couple of games, especially that last game was surprising. Just yeah. the entire way that Colorado won the rest of their games. And the last game, they just locked it down. I mean, it, and you can say, yeah, Lightning had a lot of injuries and stuff. Lightning were still scoring in the other games, but mm-hmm. the Avalanche just locked it down. They played good defense. It looked like a Stars game. It was weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, and th- see, that was a scary thing that I was thinking about. It was like watching those games. I was thinking it really feels like we're watching a Dallas Stars game. It's like watching the Tampa Bay Lightning. Especially and, but, in that last third period. That was that was crazy. Yes. They got four shots in the entire third period being down at yes. one goal the entire game. That was insane. Yeah, and that just shows you the complete dominance uh, that, you know, Colorado had from the from yeah. the get-go. Because they were fantastic. Yeah, it showed you that they're that they're a complete team. Like they finally, well, they were an offensive team. They finally rounded it out at the end, and they were good enough defensively to win the mm-hmm. cup. Is what it was. Yeah. So they're not an elite defensive team, but they're they are the best offensive team, and they're good enough defensively to win it. And let me rephrase. That in the let me rephrase game. it for you, because I think they have one of the best decors in the NHL. Uh, James, you want to jump in on this? You're well, about to. I- I was just uh, (laughs) like, they silently dominated the entire playoffs. Like y'all realize that they only lost four games. They lost four games in the entire entirety of the playoffs. Yeah. 16 and four is a great record for the regular season. (laughs) Yeah. That hasn't happened for a very long time. Uh, They were, I listened to one ST Steve Dangle podcast episode where they were talking about like how dominant it really was. And this hasn't happened for like a really long time. <laughs> I can't remember the exact team that did it, but there was another team that did it back in the in the teens, the twenty teens, <laughs> where where they lost five times. But there hasn't been a team who's only lost four times in quite a while. I think you're thinking about the 2012 uh, Los Angeles Kings. Yes, yes. And that came lost. that literally came out of nowhere because they were yes. not. I think they were like a number seven or eight seed at that point. There were no wild cards then, but they were definitely one of the bought like one of the last teams to get in. And they went on this yeah. giant run that nobody saw coming. So, and that was their first of uh, two cups within th- a three year gap. So, yeah. also something weird about about how their whole 
sorry, their whole thing about the playoffs is they never clinched a series at home. And every single trailed. series, every single series they clinched on the road. Rip. Right. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you think they could have won Game Five and won it in Denver? I mean, no. Yeah. No, yeah, I don't think, think so. they could have. I think that no matter what was going to happen, if it, them going up three one in that series, I don't think there was a chance that the Lightning were going to let them win Game Five. Yeah, that's true. Who did we all say? Did did we even like make a prediction like between the three of us of who we thought was going to win the cup between the two? Yeah, I said the Lightning. You said the Lightning. I, I don't remember what I said. I, I think, think we, I said the I Lightning too. I think we made too. those predictions in the final four. I think you might yeah, be I right. Don't, I don't remember, honestly. Well, either way, um, I'm happy for Colorado. Uh, obviously, the big topic with Stars fans were was two players in particular. Uh. Loved seeing Andrew Cogliano get to lift the cup finally. He's never, I don't think he's ever won a cup. And, you know, he's one of the vets on that squad. He's played really well, honestly, for them. Played really well in, in the fourth line role that he was in. And, uh, but obviously the one that everybody was talking about was Mr. Val- uh, Valeri Nachushkin, who if they had a MVP just for like the legit Stanley Cup finals, kind of like how uh, the NBA does it, he might have gotten, you know, some votes for being the MVP of that particular series. I mean, he was dominant. I mean, he was exactly the player that uh, the Stars thought he possibly could have been when they With drafted a him. Foot. With her, yeah. Did you? Yeah, yeah. His yeah. foot was clean, like solid, all the way through the biggest bone in your foot. No, it's disgusting. Why would he post that? I hate him. <laughs> Well, yeah. oh yeah i think that's ryan okay oh well what one of the things that i wanted to talk about about this about the avalanche winning was was how kemper like kemper didn't really have to do that much yeah even he, in the, even in that last he, game i was like he's not i know really doing anything. yeah <laughs> he, he didn't really do anything and that and and it really to me it feels like kemper is probably one of the worst goaltenders in a in a playoff run to actually like win the Stanley Cup. Yeah, give us the stats, he, James. Give us the stats. I mean, well, he ends he ends the playoffs with with a nine oh two save percentage. Oh, like I that said nine oh three. It it was nine oh three before, but it, it he ends the entire playoffs with a nine oh two, and that's like rank this that's like fifteenth in goalies in the playoffs. Out of sixteen. It was it was not good. <laughs> he did not play g- very great, and it, honestly, I was surprised because he he got hurt for like a couple of games, right? And Franzos subbed in for him, and friend, I thought Franzo played really really well, and I thought that they were gonna they were gonna go back to Franzo at some point, and they never did. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. Guess it doesn't I, matter when you have Nathan McKinnon. Yeah, I mean, they Kemper. really. They really just protected their goaltender the entire playoffs. I I really think Kemper was one of the worst goaltenders in the playoffs. And they still made it all the way with him. So honestly, that's that's kind of impressive on their part. That shows you how good their team is. And Colorado's team isn't it probably isn't gonna change very much this offseason. So That's not true. No, yeah, that's definitely not true. Have you seen their cap their 
their cap stuff going on. Their, the the list it. of the list of uh, it's, UFAs it's they really, have is insane. It's really bad. Really bad. They have to re-sign. M- most importantly, they have to re-sign Nichushkin, and yeah, the deal that they had him on before. There's no chance. <laughs> it's like a, it's a, around a mill, right? Yeah. There's there's no yeah. chance. So stars underdog, bring him back. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's some, there some jokes about that that, that they were talking but, about bringing him but back. But like for real though, like I mean, the stars are looking for a top elite forward. forward who can no, score goals. So he's, he's, he's not going to come back. He's not going to come back. Okay, hey, man. I, I do I, really quick. I want to go back to Kemper because uh, what you said, James, made me think of a, a, a tweet that I saw earlier. I'm gonna read it real quick. Uh, this is from uh, at Sitch Mook. He's an Avalanche fan. Uh, I don't agree with the last part, but the first part I do kind of agree with a little bit. Um, now that we all Darcy Kemper was playing with only one properly working eye, remember, because he got he got uh, I guess I guess gouged in the eye was, by a stick. He, but but he was bad it, before that too. One, it, it's it suddenly all <laughs> makes he never really appeared settled because he couldn't properly see, and this is the part I don't agree with. And still managed to outdo Andre Vasilevsky. He That's didn't it. outdo Vasilevsky. Not, not, not a chance. Vasilevsky. Everyone said that. Like even even the broadcasters were saying that they were like no. he outdoed Vasilevsky. I look. Kidding, go look right? at the save percentages in the games. He's still lost. Yeah. <laughs> the only reason why the Lightning won two games in that series was because of Vasilevsky. Honestly, he played outstanding in the two games he that they won. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. Right. I mean, I think he's the main reason that they were good throughout the entirety of the playoffs. I mean, he was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. he, he's a crazy goaltender. Well, and, and, well, and it's he. Yes, he's a great goaltender, but it's not just the fact that he's a great goaltender. It's the way that the Tampa Bay Lightning play. It's just like the Islanders as well. I mean, you put an, any goalie in the Islander system that's like average or above average, and it makes them look really, really good. So, like, Ilya Sorokin, you got uh, Varlamov, the former Avalanche goalie that's there, and they both look fantastic. Not so much this year because they had a lot of injuries and other stuff. We already talked about that. But, uh, you know, when you play in a system like the way they did, I mean, they were heavily relying on their defense in that series. And, I mean, but again, I'm not going to take away from the fact that Andre Vasilevsky didn't make some giant saves because he did. He absolutely did. Even in that game where he let in, um, was it was it game two that was seven nothing? I think seven uh, or eight nothing, know. something like that. But it, I mean, he was still making some giant yeah. saves. It's just Tampa did not play around him at all. Mm-hmm. Well, here's some other injuries that uh, the Lightning suffered. This is from Twitter. This is uh, Vic Lombardi. Um, so other injuries. Val Nichushkin had a broken foot. Uh, Burakovsky had a broken foot and a broken thumb. Uh, Kadri had a broken thumb and had surgery a week before, uh, no, two weeks before the Stanley Cup final. Uh, Sam Girard, who did not play at all in that, they didn't even need Sam Girard, and he's one of the top four uh, defensemen, uh, had a broken sturm, uh, sternum, excuse me, and then sturm. Darren Helm, just a sturm. Not a broken sternum, just a sturm. <laughs> And then Darren Helm had an abnormal tear. So a guy who was heroic with one of the few goals that he scored in the in the NHL playoffs, you know, Darren Helm, I think it was back in the Western Conference final, he had a really big goal. And they're still able to do it, despite all of those injuries that they had. And I think the Lightning's list is even longer. I'll see if I can find yeah. it real quick. 
Oh, um, that means we should talk. Yes, yeah, yeah that means we all need to talk. I thought we were about to move on to the next segment, so almost. I'm going to try to find the lightning injuries first. Yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of also, people were injured. Both teams were injured a lot, is what it was, yeah. honestly, which is common for the playoffs. But I, I don't think I think it's obvious that the Avalanche were the best team this year, mainly because of what you said, James. I mean, they yeah, I mean, they, they dominated everybody. It was it was crazy. They completely dominated, and and they went they like flew under the radar the whole time. And then the last the final series, everyone was like, "Oh wow, this is such like, a great what? series!" Yeah, they're like, but, like wow, the Avalanche so were just piling on them and piling on them and piling on them over and over and over again. It was still fun. It was, it was fun to watch. It was, it was very fun to watch. That, that is true. But, I'm confused why everyone was talking about how great of a series it was, though, because the I know, did it, dominate it 100%. They dominated like, It wasn't like series. it was, oh, big back and forth, just punches back and forth. It was like, no, the the Lightning were like hanging on for dear life, and the ads were like standing on their fingers. Yeah. <laughs> so, and, and you know what I was You know what I was thinking? I was like, oh, so this is what it must be like for other fans to watch the Dallas Stars play. <laughs> no, I literally thought, I was like, this is exactly what it felt like when we played the Lightning in 2020. I was like, <laughs> we're like, kind of holding on and winning if well won a couple games okay but would you agree with this statement that the lightning did a lot better job hanging on than the stars did against the lightning no we we took game six to overtime it, it was it was pretty <laughs> it was i still I think mean, i think it, it was a fantastic series i loved watching it it was fantastic yeah but anyways okay uh lightning injuries and then we'll we'll move on to the next thing all right uh, lightning, uh, light, blah, 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 blah. words, Ryan, Tampa Bay lightning injuries during the playoffs. This is from Nathan Graff, uh, Graff on YouTube, former, uh, former fellow, uh, Dallas stars enthusiast. Uh, Braden point had a significant quad tear. Uh, Kucherov had a meniscus problem. Uh, Pierre Edward Belmar also had a meniscus problem. Sorelli had an AC joint sprain and needed surgery and didn't get it done until after the playoffs. Uh, Ryan McDonough had a mangled finger, whatever the heck that means. Um, and then Brendan Hagel had a foot fracture during the Florida series. <laughs> that was a while ago. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's my, stupid. My only, my only problem is, like, they some lightning... I don't remember who it was, but there were some Lightning fans who were saying, like, oh, we don't have point, though, right? They didn't have point basically the entire playoffs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they were doing fine without them. So, I mean. Yeah, I mean, when you go in and you sweep the, the best team from the regular, the regular season, season yeah. I mean, and you don't do it without him. I mean, yeah. So. Yeah. We should also Anything else to the Lightning before we close on this because the lightning are probably one of the best teams of the salary cap era i mean oh no to be the in best. the finals three the times best. in a row yeah. well i'm thinking chicago still i think chicago is still better than overall mm -hmm. um right now but the lightning are still an amazing team it could be right back in the exact same position next year so if they do it again next year i'm, I'm definitely on board with saying the lightning are the we best of the salary cap but right now they're at least one of the best because three times in a row even with the little asterisks on the last two it's still crazy. Yeah. And, and don't forget about the Perry curse. Corey the Perry, Perry curse <laughs> three times straight with three different teams lost all of them, baby. I, I, I felt crazy. I, I felt couldn't so have her bad to do a better him. guy. But yeah. you know, <laughs> yes. <a> so <laughs> he played for us, but you know, he, he sucks. We no, we ignored it for a year. Um he got thrown out of the winter classic. <laughs> he did get thrown out of the winter classic. 
I mean, if that picture uh, that's probably that guy's career, then and that's nothing. probably the worst elbow that we've seen in the last like five years. Yeah, that was the most. That was pretty <laughs> grotesque. So, ah, uh, yes, Ardell says Paragon yes. Toronto next year. That would be perfect. He gets it. Yes, he knows. That would be hilarious. All right, now we can right. move on. <laughs> well, hold on. I, I do want. Did we talk about the UFAs for each team real quick? No, we talked about for Colorado. Colorado, okay. Well, right now, according to Cap Friendly, uh, the Lightning are already almost $2 million over the cap. Yeah. And Jesus. their current UFAs include the following. Uh, Riley Nash, Andre Pilat, Nick Paul, and Jan Ruda. And I think... No, Brian Elliott is still for one more year. So, Still, so... I mean, Andre Pilat... That's the guy that's going to be banking if he goes to UFA market. And then Nick Paul, he needs to stay there because he was a great addition for them uh, at the trade deadline. Well, either way, last year they lost their entire third line, which we called the best third line in the league. And mm-hmm. they made another one right back here. And they, yeah, they, made, they, <laughs> they, made, made, they made another third line. So I don't know how they did the that. The big thing is they it's have impressive. amazing players who took pay cuts to stay on this team, and now they have extra money to go make a, the best third line in the league again and it's going to happen again and it's going to be fine so the lightning are still going to be a very good team oh yeah yeah so get this so kucherov makes 9.5 Braden point makes 9.5 stam coast makes 8.5 here's the freaking ridiculous contract uh victor hedman makes 7.875 million that's stupid we're about to play we're about to pay klingberg more than that yes <laughs> That no no no, and we'll we'll get to that if we can. And honestly, nine for each of those guys is pretty low, especially Kucherov. Kucherov, well, maybe point two. Point could probably demand eleven or twelve million. So, okay, so obviously, let's get into this next topic. Is uh, kind of segue into it. Kim McCard does win the Norris Trophy as the NHL's best defenseman. He also wins the Conn Smythe Award for being the. the MVP of the playoffs, and on top of that wins the Stanley Cup. So he's only 23. Absolutely fantastic. All I'm saying is that Miro is one year younger than him. One year younger. He's got one year to catch up. (laughs) And then this goes goes into our next question is, what constitutes a a Norris-level defenseman? Because it, it almost feels like, for me, there needs to be another trophy for defensemen. Right? It only makes, in my opinion, makes sense. Because really what it is nowadays with the Norris, it's whoever scores the most points. And I mean, like to, like this year, it was between Gosi and between uh, Kale McCarr. And Kale McCarr won it, and he didn't even have more first place uh, points uh, compared to um, Roman Yossi. So what do you think should, the Nor- should constitute for the winning the Norris and should there be another trophy for like a, a defensive, like a true defensive defenseman? Cause I think what, it, there needs to be. What constitutes winning the Norris is which defenseman helped his team win the most. And in the modern NHL, it is defensemen <laughs> like Yossi, like McCarr, like Fox, like Haskinen. So we could say, Oh, it's just a points race, but those guys are having the most impact on the ice. They get the most ice time. And for McCarr, he won the freaking playoff MVP. Yeah. He's their most valuable player. 
he's the most valuable defenseman in the league, he wins the Norris. It's correct. We can say, oh, he's not as defensive. He makes the most impact. No, he's the best he's, he's a very league. he's a very good defensive defenseman too. He makes generally speaking, he, he's great with the puck and makes great well, smart decisions. I think Haskinen's a better defensive defenseman than Makar is. I agree. But that doesn't mean that he should win the Norris. Makar has way more impact. Too. So we can make a best defensive defenseman trophy, but that's going to be the exact same as the best defensive forward trophy. Who cares? What's it called? The Selkie. Who cares? Well, no even cares. the but care. even the Selkie, it, it requires you to score a certain amount of points, right? Like Bergeron. Bergeron is one of the is has won it five times, which is more than any other uh, player in NHL history. And the thing about him, though, is not only was he very good defensively, but he scored a lot of points and he did it at the age he is. I think he's 36, 37, something like that. Yep. So um, it, it kind of stinks because like when I think of like defensive forwards, I think of like, uh, oh, my gosh, who's the guy that was on Montreal and went to L.A.? Uh, oh, my gosh. You're thinking too highly from me. Right? Gretzky. <laughs> <laughs> Ardell, help me out here. Help me out here. Who am I no thinking idea. of? He plays for LA now, scored 27 goals. I, I I know all these facts about him. How do you remember his name? Who cares? Name oh another God. one. Okay. But any anyways, anyways, that that's the kind of player that I think of. Not uh And you, know, you don't even know his name, so who cares? I know. <laughs> yep. I don't remember it, okay? He's proved this point. The, the the point the point is who cares? <laughs> it's the awards. <laughs> it's for the most prominent, flashiest player who helps you win the most. Defensive guys like that are important, and you need to have them on your roster. They're not the reason you win a Stanley Cup, and those aren't guys who win MVPs. So let me get into this. Um, can we see Haskin and possibly winning a Norris Trophy over the course of his career? At least one. Yeah, uh, especially if the think- system changes to more offensive, which is what it sounds like DeBoer wants to do. But right now, I think it's pretty obvious. McCarr has won the early season rivalry between these two defensemen. McCarr's a better defenseman right now. Even if, oh, Haskins in a worse system, shut up. <laughs> McCarr just won every trophy you can win. Yeah, it, it sucks. Up. It really does suck because, <laughs> like, you say that, and then I'm like, oh, Haskins has also been playing off, on his offhand no, for, wait, like, two years. And no. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, Ugh. and, and it, doesn't more, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He won all the trophies. He has everything. Well, here's the more frustrating thing about all of this, too, is that if you go and read Saad Yusuf's article about, uh, you know, Miro not being played up to his potential, you know which defenseman he played with the best over the past three years? It, it might be a smaller. Yeah, it was Klingberg. It was Klingberg, of course, and Klingberg is fixing to walk. And I'm just like, uh, yeah, I know, right? Like, we could have put those two together all season long. And you know who he compared it to? You know he, who he compared those two defensemen to? Kale McCarr and Devontae's. Well, they arguably matched... the top defensive pairing in the NHL. Yeah. And, That's and frustrating. In that article, he was saying that they almost like were matching the point production, right? Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. You're right. Hundred percent. It was it's insane. Like that that pairing of Klingberg and Haskin and had such good stats when they played, and that was just early Haskin and Early Haskin in career, and that's all. That's the only time he's played with Klingberg. He hasn't played with him since then. And that's what. That's another thing that gives us excitement for a new system to come in and to prioritize offense. 
And that that's totally a thing. We could see how he's going to pop off. Which Klingberg would be really good in. He would be really good in the system. He and really we're still... I, I feel like now that it's been this long already in the offseason, I know technically it just started, but shut up. We know. <laughs> and there hasn't been much talk about it. I, I feel like it's more likely that Klinger is staying i don't know really what 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 gives you that idea just because it's been longer i feel like there's nobody talking about him he had a terrible season last year it it's a risk to sign him again and like we said he wants to stay in dallas yeah he did say that it's it, it really is it's it's fully up to him at this point like he's probably gonna get paid similarly wherever he goes even if he stays in dallas i feel it just makes and, so it makes so much sense for him to stay here, though, and, and also, for him and for the stars. Yeah, it's also there's there's a lot of teams looking for right-handed defensemen right now. I mean, we are we're one of them, and we're losing one. So there's there's like there's like twelve teams or something that need a right-handed defenseman. There's a lack of them this season coming up. We'll see who gets who gets who. I mean, honestly. I hate that some of the rumors that we've been hearing about, uh, yeah. especially by the way. So let, let, let's go jump into that real quick too. Cause I, I, I hate to hear that. Uh, well, before we leave that though, here's, here's something that I've been thinking, I just thought about like just here while you guys were talking. So the, the cap is staying pretty low right now because they're trying to recoup the assets that they lost because of COVID. Right. Well, over the not, this year or next year or the year after, but that fourth year of this new CBA, there is a giant possibility that the cap could absolutely skyrocket. And what I'm talking about is like, we could probably get to like 84 and a half million or something like that. And it could, it could skyrocket from 84 and a half million to like somewhere in the mid nineties is what we're talking about. There's, there's some, there's a lot of, good projections out there that it makes sense that we could see that. So here's what I would do as a player. If I'm John Klingberg, don't cash in. Well, you know, for him, you might need to cash in now, but if you wait like two or three years and you let that cap like skyrocket and you wait for your UFA year to watch that cap skyrocket, then you could really like demand even more. And, and especially and, if he continues the level of play that we can possibly see with him under a new coach. So give him like a three or four year deal. I mean, and that that's like absolutely perfect for the stars because that's low risk. That would take him to he's about 33 or 34 and then give him $7 million. Yes. Yep. What do y'all think? That would be the best thing, but I think he's, especially with the way this last season went out for played out for him. I don't think he's even confident in his abilities to play good. That enough also to makes sense. Cash yeah. into that. And maybe that's why that we might get so. And maybe that's why he's looking for a seven, eight year deal. Cause he knows that he's not going to get more later on if he were to sign a three to four year deal. So, okay. Anyways, jumping off of that, we've seen some rumors, uh, some trade rumors over the past couple of weeks when it comes to Dallas stars, Obviously, with uh, the departure of Klingberg, uh, three players have kind of jumped out, uh, kind of out of the mix when it comes to right-handed defensemen. Two have been connected to the Stars, one has not. And the one that I would really want is not connected to the Stars. 
first one is Brett Burns in San Jose, which makes a lot of sense, obviously, because, you know, Pete DeBoer, former San Jose coach, you know, old guy. (laughs) Jim Miller likes the old guys. And he's a right-handed defenseman. And he could work in the Stars system, but... You know, you you better be telling San Jose that they're retaining some cap on that if if we do go out and get him. Um, the other one is Jeff Petrie out of Montreal, and that kind of makes some sense too. But again, he's got a high cap hit at six point two five million, and both of those guys have been connected in rumors to the Dallas Stars. Now, the third guy that I really would rather see is Ethan Bear, former uh, Edmonton Oiler who is currently with the Carolina Hurricanes. He got traded to Carolina last offseason. Was not a good fit for him in Carolina. He's 24 years of age. He's looking for a new contract, and he's a right-handed defenseman. So that would be someone that I would really look at if I was the Dallas Stars. 24-year-old guy. I mean, he's a right-handed defenseman. I just don't want to see another 30-plus guy. Somebody young to play with Myth Mira Haskin, in my opinion. Yeah. What, honestly, what are y'all's thoughts? Honestly, <laughs> ahead, I don't I don't I don't care how old they are, honestly, right now. As long as we have a right-handed defenseman for Miro when the season starts, I will be happy. I do not want to see Miro on on his offhand again. I mean, even in cap friendly, they have him marked as a right and left-handed defenseman. Because he plays because right he so just much. because he plays right so much, and and it, it it really like him playing. He's played right-handed for the past like two years, and we're just using him to fill in the spots on the roster instead of actually using him for what he could be. Mm-hmm. Now here's another option I didn't think about. Nardell pointed it out. Uh, thank you, Nardell. He's saying Josh Manson would free Miro up. I want this to happen. I want Manson. Uh, I agree with you, man. Manson would be a very good fit as well. He'd be a top four guy. He probably could play with Mira Haskin in even two. But my only problem with that is he's a he's he's the sexy pick. All right, everybody is gonna want him. So uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. He he should be affordable. But there's gonna be a lot of other teams that are gonna be vying for his services. So I think that price and is gonna skyrocket like a bid on eBay. And someone's going to pay way more than what he's actually worth. And I think that's something that Jim Nill is very good about not doing is overpaying uh, in free agency. The only one I, sorry, in free. Well, (laughs) you said it right. You said it right. I was just making sure you said it correct. (laughs) But even the, even the Jamie Benn and the Tyler Sagan contracts, when they were signed, they were not viewed as bad contracts. Yeah. There are some contracts now that are signed and you're like, what the heck? Like but that Darnell Nurse now, contract, the, the $9.5 million, or even worse, the yeah. Seth Jones contract. Yeah. Like, what are those teams thinking? But he, now we're... That's something he doesn't do. Now we uh, still have three well. and four years left and they look terrible. Like, they should start looking bad when you have one and two years left. Just, I think it's a little early, but whatever. That That's yeah. not the point. Uh, I agree. I feel like if we get Burns or Petrie, I would rather have Klingberg at 8 mil even. So really, I, I, we have enough players who can't skate. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, yeah, we're getting to that point. Suter yep. can't skate. Pavelski can't. W- was the highest scorer on our team. He can't, he skate. can't skate. He go, go watch him. Did yeah. he score <laughs> when he was skating? I don't he's care if he can't. I, I don't care if he can't. Skate. He's amazing, I, I he's amazing he's at sitting in front of the net. He's great. He's great. 
But, but your defensemen need to be able skate. to skate. <laughs> well, your players need to be able to skate. This is a fast league now. We want to be a fast team. We want our young guys to play fast. We need players who can skate. So it, the only thing I, the only reason why I think I would be okay with either Burns or Petrie is if they, if their full cap hit does not come to the stars. And and some of the things that I've seen for Petrie is like, you know, Montreal Canadiens fans thinking they can get Wyatt Johnson for Jeff Petrie. I'm sitting there <laughs> laughing like you're joking, right? That's after the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, we'll give you a second round pick. How about that? I mean. I I don't know where I saw this from, but apparently some of the trade targets that could possibly go the other way were Foxa, Garyanov, and Hudobin. And I would be okay with all of those. The only one I would be a little iffy about is Foxa. Garyanov, he, he just hasn't shown what he what he should be able to do. And then Hudobin's replaceable. We can find another goalie for less than his 3.3 or whatever his cap hit is. So... I, I I think that's what it's going to be, but um, I really think it's going to be Burns. If you ask me that comes to the stars, assuming that uh, Klingberg does not resign because I mean, like you said, James, there's not many right-handed defensemen that are out there on the trade or the trade, the free agent market. Klingberg is the big one. I mean, he is the big he is, one. He is the big so, one. And he had an awful season. <laughs> so, and he's still going to bank. Yeah, I, I agree that Burns makes the most sense, and I feel like having a guy like him would be really helpful for Miro. But, and he's an offensive guy, right? Mm. He's a former forward who who's turned to defense. I think he did. He win a Norris Trophy, or I think he got close. I don't. I don't remember. But he scored a lot of points over his career. So yeah, it, he's I mean, still, it might he's, work. He still had fifty four points last season. He had a heck ton of assists. He had forty four. Yeah. So. He's, I just don't want Carlson. Don't give me Carlson. No, Carlson. no. <laughs> well, not I, at eleven point five. I don't want Petrie. I don't want Petrie. I honestly don't want Burns. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't either. I would rather have Whatever. Ethan Bear. Uh, no, well, I just want Klingberg back. <laughs> I'm just sitting there crying. Yeah, um, <laughs> okay. Anyways, okay. Enough about defense. We need to get into Pete DeBoer because this is the the big topic that everyone's been talking about. Um. Uh. I've kind of already given my thoughts about Pete DeBoer and kind of blown him up all, all over Twitter. So I need to get y'all's opinions on it. Did y'all get a chance to watch the uh, 38 minute press yeah. conference that he had? Mm-hmm. What, what, what did y'all, how did y'all feel coming out of that? Cause honestly I was getting more excited about him. The more I heard about him and I'm more about his system. And then yeah. he came into the press conference and hit the, the hammer on the nail. And I was like, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm in, let's go. He, he definitely said the right stuff. Uh, and if we're just talking about reaction to the press conference, he said the right stuff. He said the system needed to change. He said that we should have more offensive potential, which he said all the correct stuff. He said all the stuff the Stars fans have been saying that should be said. Uh, overall, for the signing, I just don't like it. Um, I explained this on Twitter a little bit, but I just feel like this is the most, this is the safest signing you could have made this offseason. Mm-hmm. It's just a guy with a, he's got a solid track record. He's a solid NHL head coach uh, and we're going to sign him. And I, I really wanted, I wanted another, another Monty kind of signing a guy who was like, who we've had our eye on for a while. Makes, makes new and interesting things happen. But the, the, the more I looked at it, the more I'm like, all right, DeBoer is, he's a safe option, but he's a solid option too. Um, especially when we talked about how 
his the main portion of his career was working with young players. That's really what we need and what we've talked about on this podcast a lot, that we want these young players to play. And when you sign a guy whose main thing is young players, that gives me hope with management. Um, and his track record is crazy. Uh, the past seven seasons he's coached, he was in the playoffs for six. Yeah. And the only one <laughs> he, he, only only he missed was this year. And he only missed this year, and he only lost in round one one time. Yeah, and the, so and really the only reason why he lost this year is because of the crazy situation that happened in the over five hundred yeah. man games lost. That's insane. Yeah. You remember yeah. that bad season we had a no couple one, years ago that we yeah. thought was really bad? Like we had like three hundred and fifty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they had over five hundred. That is and to no like no one could coach experience. anyone out of that. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's it's no it, chance. He almost <laughs> yeah. did though. Yeah, he almost did. And, and it was on they were on their third string goalie. Yeah, yeah Logan they were. Thompson on their third string goalie. And Logan Thompson, yeah, I mean we remember talking about him, right? And just like raving about how he did towards the mm. end of the season. So yeah. Uh, so I'm after excited. kind of calmed down from the pick, I am excited about it. If nothing else, just anything just different. Like, please. <laughs> I am yeah. tired of like yeah. the way we played it. And it needs to be different. It will be different because if not, we're we're gonna we're gonna call for his head pretty quick. <laughs> and definitely the thing that most Stars fans are most excited about, which is fair, is when he's when he talked about Miro. I mean, he talked about Miro and he said we've been using him as as a as a crutch this whole time, and he really needs to be used as a weapon. And that's going to get lots and lots of Star Stars fans excited. So. Honestly, that was that, that was the biggest thing for me from that. And I think that's the biggest reason why he had such a bad year offensively this year. Because you look at his defensive numbers, it's top of the league. He's top ten in all the defensive categories. He played great. He did exactly what his coach told him to do. Well, and and it wasn't well, that's not just, what we need him it, to do. It wasn't just in regular stats, though. If you go and look at some of the advanced stats, which yeah. I mean, e- even I, it for me, it's hard to understand some of the advanced stats. But the ones that people tell me to look at when it comes to best defensive players. He's he's up there, top ten, top in many categories, top five. Yeah. So hey. I'm I'm just kind of like you know if, if we can just unlock that offensive potential which we know he has because we saw it in the 2020 bubble playoffs. And I'm like, we have a kill McCarr. We yeah. have a kill McCarr. He's yeah. there. And do I think he's at the same level? I, I I don't know. Do I think he could get to that level? Yes, he definitely has the potential for that. I, I think he absolutely is at the same level. I think the fact that he's able to switch to this defensive style and play it so well proves it. And it, you talk about the 2020 playoffs, even just the first year he played, the way he skated yeah. and the way he passed and he, the way he moved through the ice was totally different from the way he did whenever we were in our defensive system. Mm-hmm. So you put him back into a somewhat offensive system like we had the first year he started playing. I think he, I think he'd go nuts. So I think just any kind of system change change for this team is, is, is going to be huge. Yeah. So uh, a couple of other things about uh, the board that I wanted to discuss as well is I know a lot of people said, Oh, well, he's not a high profile pick. And I was just like, you're kidding, right? (laughs) I mean, who, who are, who's a high profile pick? I mean, I I know what they mean. They mean the big names. Yeah. DeBoer is a big name. He is he, a big name. He's he, not he, the he, big name, but he is a big name, and he was the best fit among the big names for the Dallas Stars. He in my should opinion. be 
he should be a big name, but he's not as big as Cassidy or Trotz. That's just a fact. Well, uh, I mean, I know Cassidy took him to the Stanley Cup final, but DeBoer's done it twice with two different yeah, teams. Has he won any? No, but neither has Cassidy. Yeah, there's the reason. So, And the only guy that has won a Stanley and he, Cup and he played that was available. Okay, that's true. And, and the only guy that was available that has won a Stanley Cup came out and decided that he's not going to coach this year. Barry Trotz. That's the only guy. So if we if we were trying to, you know, coerce Barry Trotz to come here, which he wasn't going to, just FYI, for those of you that really wanted him, um, DeBoer was absolutely the biggest name that was interested in coming to the Stars. Uh, and, and the Stars weren't the only team on his list. There were some other rumors that, like, Nashville was looking at him, and Nashville makes a lot of sense for him as well. But he chose the Dallas Stars for a reason, and he's and he said he wanted to get a Stanley Cup with this team. So, and he thinks they're close. So, I mean, he Everyone really wouldn't. Close. <laughs> like this team, <laughs> like this it. team has been close for years, years, man. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like I am definitely more excited than I was when he signed. But it still is the safe decision. But the safe decision isn't always wrong. Probably <laughs> right. normally it's right. So. I'm I'm excited for stuff to start happening, and I'm excited to see the roster. Um, any other things that you would like to discuss specifically about the press conference or about Pete DeBoer? Oh, are y'all afraid of of the relationship that he could have with Jake Ottinger? Because we mm-hmm. obviously know we obviously know the history, especially with Vegas goalies. There is the 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 tweet by Alan Walsh, who is a, the agent for uh, Marc-Andre Fleury. And it literally had a sword through Marc-Andre Fleury. It was obviously Photoshopped and it had DeBoer written on the sword. So he got stabbed in the back, obviously. And then the whole thing with Robin Leonard at the end of the year, I really think that's the reason why he got fired from Vegas. Are y'all worried about something like that? I'm, I'm not because after the playoffs that we just had, it, it's obvious who our goalie is going to be. And there's nothing DeBoer is going to do to change that, honestly. Mm-hmm. So e- even if we do resign uh, Holtby, I don't think he would even take the starting job from Ottinger at this point. Stars fans would lose their minds. <laughs> so uh, I think he's not going to have the chance to do it, so he's not going to do it. In Vegas, there was always another goalie who was ready to go right after. And I also think that the goalies that he was working with in Vegas – had pretty large personalities. So <laughs> I don't think we can That's put that, very true. That's very true. I don't think we can true. put that 100% on DeBoer. Hey guys, it's Ryan here. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all of your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and much, much more. Plus, with same-game parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props, your betting options feel endless. I'm trying to keep a track of the Rangers right now and see if they can gain on the Astros in the AL West. They're pretty far down right now, but I'm excited to see what they can do, and I'll be keeping my eye on that. Best of all, DraftKings Sportsbook is also safe, secure, and reliable. You can also deposit and withdraw your cash 
whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Um, I, I want to pull in this question here real quick because there, there's a lot of good uh, discussion going over here in the in the chat. Uh, y'all keep it up. I like to see that. Um, Adrian Chavez. It looks like a new guy. Hey, Adrian. Thanks for joining the show. Uh, chances of Wedgwood getting re-signed. He was a he was looking to settle. Can't imagine he'd be a huge hit. Uh, I'm assuming he's talking about the cap. Uh, talking about Hudobin. Um, I'll throw my two cents in there. I wish we could bring Wedgwood back. I just don't think yeah. we have the cap for it because of Hudobin. Uh, and I think a big part is like with him, Wedgwood played really, really good this season. I don't think anyone would say that he didn't play good. He, he's gonna want a starting goaltender job, honestly, and he could get it. I I think I think he could get it at some. It, he won't get it at like a at a big a big team that's going to like go deep in the playoffs this year but he could definitely he could get a starting job at at another team i feel like i really think he played really good and he was for the coyotes uh i just don't know if that is what he wants i mean maybe he'd rather be on a good team because being on the coyotes probably sucked yeah probably (laughs) well and and especially with that was fun i can't imagine being the goaltender on that team could cannot be fun yeah you're exactly right but, um, I mean, he's still going to get whoever is the backup for Ottinger is still going to get a share of games. I mean, I, I can see well, Otter maybe have to. Yeah, really. And that's true, Chris. I mean, I, I could see Otter playing at as most as much as 65 and as little as 55. So, I mean, you could you get in a good, decent amount of games in there, you know, almost 20 to 30 ish games for the backup. That's that's quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know if it's going to be Hudobin <coughs> because injury report said that he would be like done with rehab pretty much when training camp started. So he's going to be yeah. coming down to the wire too, even if he is going to be the backup. So, and, and then the other thing is, is that the, uh, the third goalie is nowhere near ready. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, they have no, yeah, they no, have no faith in him. He, he needs more. And time. It's nothing against him. It's nothing against Adam. Shield. No, not it's, at it's all. Just, obviously they think that he's nowhere close to ready because when he was the backup, Otter Otter started what nineteen of twenty. Yeah, and the one game he didn't start was it, they didn't start Adam Shield. They started uh, was it, was it? I guess when Holtby was still in, or maybe it was in when I, th- I think it was Holtby. I think Holtby played one game. Yeah, so I mean, so I don't know, but I hope he comes back. I hope Edwin comes back. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, we got to start talking about some of these other items pretty quick here. Okay, uh, there are a lot of Dallas Stars prospects. Uh, getting some big-time honors with the CHL Awards, which we normally wouldn't talk about the CHL Awards because we normally don't really care. But uh, (laughs) there are two awards in particular that were awarded out to Dallas Stars prospects. Um, Logan Stankoven, Mr. 5'8", with the greatest last name in the world, took home the CHL Top Player Award. So not just in his league, but in all three major junior leagues across Canada. He was the top player, and he received that top player award. Um, there's some other notable pl- NHL players who have won that award as well, including Sidney Crosby, Mario Lemieux, and Connor McDavid. And he becomes the first Dallas Stars player 
to ever win the award. So, I mean, if that doesn't get you excited, it, I don't know also, what does. It's also crazy that, he, like, we had so many prospects win awards, and everyone's every other team is trying to talk about trading for him. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're not trading them. <laughs> no, 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 it's no, no, not no. happening. That's one thing that we can all just confirm right here. If he trades any of them, and I mean literally any of them, that's the dumbest decision ever. I yeah. mean, you have the best prospect pool in Logan the league. Logan Stakeoven for Kale McCarr. Oh, shut up, Ryan. That's, you know that's I mean. not even a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> Wyatt Johnson and Logan Stakeoven no, for Connor McDavid. This is not a funny game. You know what I mean. <laughs> That's our you best said- asset right now. Shut up. That's our best <laughs> asset right now. So we're not going to trade them for freaking Jeff Petrie or Brent Burns. Please, no. For any old person at all. What we're going to do is we're going to play them on our roster. And that's yes. what we need to do. Please. We need to not re-sign Raffle or re-sign Cagliano now that he has Stanley Cup experience. Who cares? Play the young guys. They're very good in the league right now. And speaking of CHL awards as well, Mr. Wyatt Johnson took home the CHL top scorer award. By the way, he was also up for top player of the CHL as well. So Logan St. Govan beat out his fellow Dallas Stars prospect. Yeah. Um, So he received the top scorer award and he finished the season with 124 points, uh, 46 goals, 78 assists. And yeah. I mean, I just, I, I'm just really excited about both of these guys. Yeah. And I mean, you, I, I would almost pencil Wyatt Johnson's name in there on the roster this season. Yeah. Maybe Saint Kevin. Maybe uh, Saint Kevin. Honestly, not, if there's not. Uh, two and then, of them, and then that's I'm not even. Any... There needs to be at least two. Whoever it is, I don't care who wins it. I camp. just want one. I just want no, one. There, there better be two. And least, I mean, honestly, I mean, I think my, my favorite thing about Saint Kevin is just the way he skates. Oh my so goodness! He, he's he's it's so it's have you, you've like seen the end to ends that he's done right? It's like mm-hmm. they're so pretty. <laughs> but those are the those are the players that take off in the league right now too. Like those yeah. guys are crazy. Yep. Chris yeah, hates and, defense and, and back here, Arfel, Ardell, Raffle hate for the. Ah, oh, love Raffle. Yeah, that but he's is gone. part of the course. Yeah, yeah, there's no way Ravel's coming back. I'm pretty sure he already signed in Europe. Well, and then we don't, and we're not even talking about uh, Maverick Bork, by the way. That's what I'm saying. Maverick Bork is another guy who could totally be on the roster. And I I think he's most likely to go to the AHL because he's the only one of the three that's eligible eligible, to to go to the AHL. I think he's going to go to the AHL and tear it up and get a call up sometime during the year. Um, Definitely possible. Yeah. With with the other two guys, uh, they they either have to play in the NHL or the, or the CHL. Yeah. And you decide so, after the first nine games. So yes, they get nine well, trial games in the NHL, and then you have to send them back down to the juniors if they don't play on the roster. And then without burning a year of their entry level contract, yes, that's true. Yeah. Um, he, here's what I think is going to happen with those three guys. I think that. Uh, Maverick Bork is going to be at the AHL level. He's going to, he needs to play and he needs to play top six minutes. And I don't think he's going to get top six minutes with the stars right now. Um, Maybe even on the third line, he might be good, but um, I think he's going to be in the AHL. Uh, Wyatt Johnson, I'm penciling him in on the Dallas stars opening night roster, in my opinion. And then I think Logan Stankoven is going to get a nine game tryout and depend and Honestly, I don't know how that's going to go, so I don't want to make a decision on whether he's going to get sent to the a- this back to the CHL 
or if he'll stay with the team. So what do y'all think about that? Is that crazy? No, that'd be fine with me. I just, I want those young guys playing. I don't want to waste Ross cap space. There's so many people we have and we have, and we have to think about Peterson too. I mean, Peterson is still one of our one of our prospects. He was really, a top scorer with no games. Yeah, and and also, no also our uh, our coming in like yeah, we have Damiani too. He he sh- he he played one game in the playoffs, yeah. but he played really well in that one game. And all those guys, I would include in my at least need to thing. Yeah. So there's just there there's there's a lot players. of unknown variables for prospects who's going to be on and who's going to be off wise and, and with so many that we have somebody's going to be good yeah like yeah, i mean you have so many darts i i keep using that reference but you have so many darts one of them has to hit the yeah, board we have like six guys one. who are extremely good and on the cusp of joining the nhl somebody's going to do it and it's going to be very good okay let's get into this next topic we could we could talk about this guy uh about that well, for uh, the rest of the uh, night too yeah. Go ahead, good James. Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, uh, if you want to save the Robertson appreciation, we'll save Robertson. We'll save Robertson because we can we and, can do that for any episode. And I we mean, got it, a spicy, uh, who cares segment? Oh my gosh, Ooh. that's such a dad joke. Ooh. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll get into that here in a second. Okay. Anyways, um, I want to talk about one other thing. We're not going to talk about the minor signings because no offense to. Yeah, no offense to Joseph Sassoni and some other guys, but man, whatever. There you go. Those guys are Okay, signed. well, that's one. Um, I think he's sounding like two or three. But Who anyways, knows? I want to talk about um, a Frank Saravelli article that came out recently, and it's about offer sheets. Uh, Martin Natchez and Jake Ottinger lead seven offer sheet candidates for 2022 NHL offseason. Okay, and I would like to read a portion of this article from the Jake Ottinger section. Okay. Um, let's see. Here's a scoop. Uh, Ottinger's playoff performance was the stuff of legend. Amazingly, hockeyvids.com calculated that Ottinger's workload in round one with 272 saves on 285 shots, a 954 save percentage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> was roughly equivalent to what Darcy Kemper faced in the entire Avalanche run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 300, <keep> <laughs> 386 shots when factoring in high danger chances. To this point, the Stars and Ottinger have made little progress on a new deal. Jason Robertson also needs an expensive second contract. What would it take to pry out a 23-year-old elite goaltender who can man your crease for the next decade? Here are the teams that would sign up in his opinion. Edmonton, Toronto, Montreal, Washington, Chicago, Seattle, Ottawa, San Jose, New Jersey, Arizona, Buffalo, Anaheim, all of them. <laughs> so so why don't you answer his question? What would it take to pry out a 23-year-old elite goaltender who can man your crease for the next decade? What would it take... For Jake Ottinger, who's already said he wants to stay in Dallas, has a good relationship with Jeff Reese, the goaltending coach. How much money do you think it would take for Jake Ottinger to sign an offer sheet with another team? Uh, first, if Neil lets this happen, he's fired. He better Neither be fired. Guys. Yeah, Neither the guys like on the spot. Uh, it'll be six million dollars. That's it. That well, 
he'd be one of the highest paid goalies. But yes, that is it. it. You think that's all it's going to take to get him like it, like an offer sheet from an, an NHL team when you're losing all the stuff that you get when you win an offer sheet? Yes, six no, million dollars plus all the picks. It's a ton. I, I disagree with you 100%. I think it's going to take a lot more for Jay Cottinger to sign the offer sheet. James, what do you think? I honestly have no clue. I mean, right now, Jake Ottinger is like, essentially, he feels like a priceless player for the Stars right now. He's like, if if we... Has so much value. And also, he, he, really, he really could be a franchise player. I mean... That that's where we're at right now. I mean, you're talking about like, like if 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 after last season Robertson's contract was up and he could just get offer sheeted right off the bat. I mean, there's no way we were gonna let Robertson walk at all. There's not a chance. So we're talking about these type of players. I mean, these are what Stars fans see as the Dallas Stars for the foreseeable future. Present and future. Yeah, pre- present and future. It's like, I, I really don't know what it would take, but it, it, it better be a whole lot. If you go and look at the the offices at uh, the Comerica Center, where the Stars have all their uh, organizational stuff, they have all their front office people, the old... I guess you could say mural was of the old core. They had Ben Sagan, uh, Radulov, Klingberg, and Bishop on there. Out of those players, one is still on the new one. Who is that one player? Sagan. No, it's Ben. He's the captain. It's Ben. Ben <laughs> is the only one that's Why on there. Why isn't Sagan so, on there? I disagree. Sagan should be on there too. Ben's the captain. He's been there for forever. Um, Ben is on there, Rope Hintz, Miro Haskinen. Jake Ottinger is dead front and center of all of those guys. And Jason Robertson is on there too. Those are the new five guys that are on there. I agree. With if that. that doesn't tell you something about the confidence of them to get a deal done, I don't know what does. Now to answer my own question, the only thing that's that they're going to be able to do is it's going to be like, I'm not joking, probably like nine or ten million dollars. I think that's how much it's gonna gonna take for Jake Ottinger to sign an offer sheet with another team. That would that would make him top three in average <laughs> annual value for a yeah. goaltender. I think that's what's gonna it's gonna take. I really do. Well, if that happens, then the stars will suck for forever. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we can answer the uh, the question about Wedgwood. Wedgwood would definitely be coming back at that point. Yeah. <laughs> like, man, gonna... sa- man, we've saved $8 million and we're getting like three first round picks. This is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you that don't know how the offer sheet works, long story short, they can sign a contract with another team and, but it's not official yet. So if they sign, so like if let's just say that, Jay Gottinger signs a $10 million contract with Toronto. The stars have a certain um, like amount of time. Like I think it's like a week or something like that to match the contract. So they could match it. And then the stars retain Jay Gottinger for $10 million. Now, if they decide not to match it, what they would get in return is a certain amount of draft picks and 
certain rounds depending on how high the level, how much the contract is worth. Long story short, that's as Correct. easy as I can I, I can make it. There's a lot of you can go look up the compensation picks and stuff like that on your own time. But anyways, that's that. Yeah, okay. I don't think it would be that high, but yeah, it's definitely yeah. crucial to the continued success of the stars. And if that happens, I mean, offer sheets have never been used that aggressively before. But no, <laughs> and and the worst the worst thing is like if he does get offered ten million, I don't. I don't know that the stars would even think about matching that. Our our cap is in so much trouble this offseason. Yeah, you that's unmatched. It's like <laughs> there's no chance. What if no it was what if it was seven or eight million? I still don't know that we can match it. I, I, I would think, I would like, match it I really and I would worry about six. figuring it out later. Six still makes him top ten in average annual value for an NHL goaltender. Uh, I don't want to talk about this anymore. So. <laughs> James is like, I don't like that. This is no stop stop talking about it. <laughs> Moving on to who cares. Taco Bell items. Best Taco Bell items. We're doing food, past, we're doing past and present. So you can't use freezes, and you and can't... No and Mountain Dew Baja Blast does not, is not included in this. Yeah. So you have to come up with your top three items... Christian, would you like to go first? Or James, would you like to go first? I'll go first because this one is out of left field and it is 100% correct. Uh, Taco Bell rolled chicken tacos. These have been off the menu for a year and a half. And (laughs) it makes me so sad. And I looked it up. They are coming back in the fall as a specialty menu item. Yes, looked it up. Wait, you're real? real? Yes, I'm for real. So okay. November, we should be crunching on some crispy chicken tacos again with that delicious jalapeno ranch sauce. Oh my goodness, that's amazing! James, go ahead. Number three. Okay. Honestly, uh, I don't I don't do much of the variety at fast food places. I kind of pick what I like from fast food places, and I just go with that normally, right? But you don't even get like adventurous, especially with Taco Bell. They have no, so James much new does. things. Yeah, like almost never, very rarely. Um, oh, I already know what his number one is. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but my <laughs> <laughs> my number three is uh, I'll, I'll go with nacho fries. I like nacho fries. They come yeah. back every now and then. They're decent. They're not like the craziest thing you've ever eaten. But every time they come back, you always want them again. Yes. So they're good. They're good. All right. Wait, 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 what did Cooper say there in the background? Cooper's talking about the rolled tacos as rolled well. Chicken tacos. We're on number yeah. three, yes. Cooper. We are on number three. Yeah, not... Cooper, get in here. Cooper, tell Cooper to get in here. He, we need to hear his opinion on nope. this. He's already got it. Okay. Ryan, right. number three. Number three. Um, it's kind of a tie. Can I do a tie? Because no, I'll, I'll no, do it on that would make it top four. Okay, I'm doing that's an true. honorable mention. This this was my idea, oh, so I'm going to okay. it's, it's not even Coward. on the menu anymore. It's not even on the <laughs> menu anymore. But the Chipotle chicken loaded griller, that's my honorable mention. And then I, the my, I guess I'll do, yes. My number three is the double XL grilled stuffed burrito. I love that thing. It is enormous. He just went, he just went double burrito on us, James. <laughs> that's kind of crazy. I, I, I bet if you tasted those back to back, you would not tell the difference. All right, moving on. <laughs> number two. Number two is probably the most underrated Taco Bell menu item, and oh. it's only a dollar. The spicy potato soft taco. Really? Outstanding. It really? is outstanding. 
Yeah, have y'all ever had it? Y'all haven't had it, have y'all? I have. You have? I have. Well, you should know. I it. have not. It's, it's good. It's All good. Right, I do tortilla. like it. I agree with you. You got their potatoes. Their potatoes are the greatest thing on earth. When they took them off the menu for like three months, I was like, I didn't go. I don't think I went to Taco Bell for those three months. <laughs> I was, I was full on subconsciously boycotting them. But they brought them back. Subconsciously boycotting. It's great. Then you just got crispy, nice lettuce. Give it a little bit cool, a little bit of cheese. But the main thing is the chipotle. Jala, creamy is the cream, creamy, creamy jalapeno creamy jalapeno sauce yes that's what it's called and that's on there it's amazing it is definitely number two it is outstanding don't and just because just because vegetarian guys you can be vegetarian okay <laughs> you can be vegetarian. it's the vegans that we hate there's cheese on this we're good yeah okay <laughs> We can be vegetarian. It's fine. All right, James. James, number two. Oh, all right. Uh, my number two is gonna be the Crunchwrap. It took over my number one spot for about three months, and then I went back to my number one. So (laughs) I I remember those three months. That's a weird time. You do. You remember that? So, so yeah. Number two, Crunchwrap. I feel like I didn't know you. Yeah, I know. I it was weird. That was a weird three months. Now, my number two is has already been said. James, I'm stealing your number three. Your number three is my number two, the nacho fries. I love the nacho fries way more than I ever thought I was going to. Like, I made fun of Taco Bell when I was like, okay, they're finally getting fries like every other fast food restaurant. And then there was one day I was just like, okay, fine, I'll try it. I think Amanda said something to me about it, and I was just like, fine. Got one. I literally went back through the drive-thru and got it like two more. (laughs) It's amazing. I don't... It's it, like it, it's just it's just the spices. The, yeah, it's just the, the spices cheese. on it that it's is just amazing. It, yeah. And the cheese, and then, like, you have it, to eat it with the cheese. And if you put hot sauce in the cheese, stir that up. That's even, even better. better. That's something yep. I haven't tried yet. I you need to have to do that, that next, next year. Put the sauce in it. Yep. yep. I do Diablo, but, you know, you live, live, laugh, love, you know. Yeah. All right. My number one, uh, unequivocally the best, it has all the things. It, it is crunchy. It is soft. It is Debatable. gooey. It has the creamy, the creamy jalapeno sauce. It is the cheesy gordita crunch, oh, and it is outstanding. It is that's a good one. The best thing. It makes me sick to my stomach every time I eat it, and that's why it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's delicious. It is the most quintessential Taco Bell thing you could ever think of. And does it, it punish is... your butt? Yes. <laughs> and it is one of the re- one of the main reasons Taco Bell is great. All right, go ahead, James. All right, Chris, you want to say my number one? James's number one food item is the beefy five layer burrito. Oh, who would have guessed? Five layer burrito. Who would have guessed? That thing's freaking amazing. I've been eating it for like six years now. I haven't gotten tired of it. I will not get tired of it. I had one earlier tonight. It's amazing. I love it. That's it. That's all I need. (laughs) That is also a very Taco Bell item, too. It yeah. is like yes, it the is. soupiest burrito no, that has no. ever existed. It's, it's oh, literally, it's literally the Taco <laughs> Bell thing. You you know you. The, it's called the classic combo, man. What's in the it's classic combo? It's a beefy five layer burrito. <laughs> it is. It is the embodiment of Taco Bell. Okay. When oh, I think amazing. of Taco Bell, I think of that, and I think of the cheesy gordita crunch. So I'll agree with you. Good, good, good choice. 
And of course, I have okay, to Ryan. make mine last. What's, and y'all are what's your make number one and why is it wrong? Oh, I know yeah. what his number what, one is. What's my number one? What's my yeah, number one? Oh, he's going to say the quesadilla. It's the freaking quesadilla. Yes, it's the freaking chicken quesadilla. The chicken quesadilla with Christian cream, extra creamy jalapeno sauce. And it has to be extra creamy jalapenos. That's the only thing that saves you on this, is that it has creamy jalapenos. <laughs> That's not the only thing Other that than saves that, it's, me. It's literally a quesadilla, Ryan. It's it is the greatest tasting quesadilla in the world. It is not. No place. And, and, and you know what else? It's like $7. It is. It's so expensive. It's like $7 that's, for That's one the only meal. reason. You know I can eat two every time I go. I know you I know. Do. You spend like $20 at Taco Bell. $20 at Taco Bell. You are a madman. You know how much mine cost? Oh, I cost $5. I love to watch the world burn. Oh, my gosh. You love to watch your bank account burn. Yeah, more like a... Just Goodness. Just, just burn your okay. own money. Why not? That's a terrible choice, Ryan. Good choice. Good every other choice. Good job. Well, what Thank was I supposed to say? Choice. Not nacho fries isn't my number one. Yes, that's better. No. Yes. Yes. Absolutely yes. no. Y'all are it costs a lot less. Nobody agrees with you. Ryan. I have money. Okay, I have money. I can do what I want. Okay. If I want to have a oh, freaking so just, lame... so you're just an elitist. Okay. Yes, I'm an elitist. How about that? Well, so there you go. I might have and to just start watching here for first. our remarks. We're we're elitist and we think that y'all are porsies. <laughs> Close it out, Ryan. Oh my goodness. <sighs> Even when it's my own my own idea, y'all still end up making fun of me. What okay. do you mean? Well, that, was terrible, that was not your own idea. Control. That was it not was, your own idea. It was my idea to do the Taco Bell items. Yeah, but you who did you get it from? Okay, you went to Taco <laughs> Bell, but it was my idea. You yeah, I made it. you think of it. Oh my! So, so you're saying it's your idea then? Yeah, pretty much. Whatever. I think it was his idea. Okay, we're we're gonna continue this argument off off camera while everybody else. No, it's not an argument. I already won. No, I I'm two out of three. I'm the oldest. Two out of three. This I do all this stuff for the podcast. Therefore, I win. How about that? Suck an egg. Okay. Any. (laughs) Sorry, I can't say anything else because it's not appropriate on on the internet. Okay, anyways, um, this has been Starcastic Remarks. We thank you guys and appreciate. (laughs) We appreciate. (laughs) Shut up, Chris. I'm trying to wrap it up. (laughs) Nice. We'll we'll catch you guys on the flip side, along with Chris, along with James. My name's Ryan, and we will see you guys on the next one. We're not going to. We'll be back every Wednesday. Yes. We should be back every Wednesday now. I'm excited. Let's get COVID. Yeah, unless, unless we, we all get, get COVID. COVID. Now, Chris is the only one that hasn't had COVID recently, so that might be him. Okay, anyways, love you guys. We'll catch you guys on the flip side. Have a good night.